This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Further Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Uh, been a rough few days for an Aston Villa fan, but uh, as I said in my in my Twitter post, turn the page on it. There's no point dwelling on it. Um, we got to move on, and we got to look forward towards uh, towards the rest of the season, and we got to look forward, I suppose, as well to what the club is going to do in the rest of the transfer market. Um, obviously, we got the bad news today that Tyrone Mings is going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, I think it was well, it was. You know, it was known when he went down, when he was clutching the ground, he was clutching at his knee, and um, that things weren't going to be good. But um, the club will will mobilise. The club will work. Uh, I wish him all the best in his return in in his uh, return to playing again. I hope that uh, you know, from a mental point of view, he gets all the support that he needs, as well as a physical point of view. And um, we will have our our leader back, uh, hopefully, as fast as is. Physically and as medically possible for him to come back and to to regain his place within the team, but in the meantime, Unai Emery, um, Manchi, Johan Lange, um, and the rest of the group will have a they'll have a job to do because he will need to be replaced. Um, I'm going to do a podcast <coughs> looking at maybe a couple of players or a couple of ways to replace him uh, tomorrow. Uh, I just didn't want to rush it and do it tonight. Um, and when this when this uh, link came up about uh, Marcus Acuna, and um, potentially this could be the way to that, that Aston Villa are looking at um, potentially replacing him or or, or uh, maybe shifting the focus, I suppose, of where we want to go within. Um, uh, w- within the team, or we want to divert our our, our funds or or the cash available. And the reason being is because Marcus Cunha is very um 
he's he's very versatile. Yeah, he's no spring chicken. He's going to be thirty two in October, but he's very versatile. Um, he's like everybody knows he's a World Cup winner. Uh, he started, I think it was five games and came on as a sub in the final. He came on as a sub in in the first game. Um, I'm going to look at a lot of his statistics as well. I don't have them on a page, but I'm going to speak about a lot of his statistics in the World Cup and um, why Lionel Scaloni favoured him over Telefico and I suppose why he wanted him in there when they were making their, their run towards the um, towards the final and ultimately on to win to, to, to lift the cup. I think it's important to look at that. I think it's important to look at... at, at um, for somebody like this, I think it's important to look at international football for them because they're an older statesman. They're going to be coming into a team which whereby the season has already started. And essentially for the first 6 to 10 to 12 games that they're playing, they're going to be playing a reduced... Um, they're going to be playing with like a reduced role, a reduced game plan if that makes sense i don't know is that making sense because essentially they're going to be coming going to be coming in to try and try and uh try and play with uh with new set of players and a new system and a new team and uh they're going to have i suppose uh, a kind of a watered down uh playbook essentially um alex moreno had it last time and uh we are going to uh, and i would imagine if uh if if we do sign somebody like marcus uh, acuna that we would have that too and this guy is well capable of it. Like you just have to look at his picture uh, at the very start. Look at his picture there. He is—he looks like a bulldog. Like uh, this guy is somebody who's had to work for every single opportunity he's had. He's had to claw his way up through, uh, through, through the um, his career. Uh, career starting off, he he started off as an eighteen-year-old. Um, let me just bring it up there because I don't remember the name of the team off the top of my head. It was Ferro Carriel West uh, was the team he started off with in 2010. He played 117 games for them, uh, started off as an 18-year-old, and then went down to Racing Club uh, in Argentina, playing 78 games, scoring 16 goals for them. We had his move to Sporting um, uh, in 2017 as a 25-year-old, 20, and then on to Sevilla afterwards as well. Um. He's uh, as as I said, like like you're not going to you're not going to bully him. You're not going to. Uh, he's, he, how do I say this without stereotyping South American defenders? Remember when I spoke about it? For those of you who listen to the podcast, remember I spoke about Guido Rodriguez, uh, another uh, Argentinian World Cup winner. I said that Guido Rodriguez would smile at you while he's uh, while he's kicking you up the arse, and uh, this guy would do the same. He's um. He is, uh, he's a fighter. He's, as I said, bulldog actually is how you would probably describe him. Um, you know, he's, he's no nonsense. He's got, uh, he's, he's got, he, he's, he's adept in both phases of the play, whether it be going forward or, go, or, or backwards. And uh, I would like, if we are going to play this inverted fullback situation, and when I say, like, a lot of people talk about the inverted fullback and they say, well, the, the inverted fullback is somebody who pulls in and makes it a three when we're, when we're going forward. That isn't really an inverted fullback. The inverted fullback comes into midfield and it comes in and plays that, that Emerson Royale role they played yesterday. Um, and I think from the left-hand side, this guy could do that. In fact, he has done it for Argentina. And, 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 and what he can do is he, he gives you that opportunity to come into midfield because he's played at left midfield. He's played at left back. And, and realistically, he's kind of gone solely to left back since he moved to Sevilla. Before that, he was kind of played left wing, left a wide midfielder, uh, left back, anywhere up and down that left-hand side. And I'm sure you've seen heat maps of him. I'm sure you've seen other podcasts do, do, uh, 
do do the the reports on him. Uh, and I want to try and go a small a bit more in depth in it because you know that he he is not somebody who lacks for having a motor and for having uh, endeavor and and an engine to be able to get up and down that wing. He goes tut, he goes uh, end line to end line. This guy goes end line to end line, and um, he might there might be stages where he absolutely empties the tank on the field. But wouldn't you prefer to have somebody who empties the tank and comes off the field and could still do another uh, five or ten k? He's uh, and with the fact that we would have a left back in Alex Moreno that went in there that maybe could play a small bit further forward. Potentially, we could be looking at here is maybe Alex Moreno goes a small bit further forward. Acuna plays behind him. It solidifies that left hand side, and uh, it gives us more options then in that in, in that right hand side of the field as well to, to allow us maybe the Abbey Bailey. And I'm mentioning names here. Please don't get into the comments and start saying X player is shit, X player is bad. I want this player sold. That's not what this podcast is for. That's what the post matches are for. Trying to trying to game plan here and see what potentially could be happening because like it or not. Like it or not, we're not going to sell. I, I would be very surprised if we sell anybody that started at the weekend. I would be surprised if we sell anybody that that, that was in the uh, potentially even in the first sixteen uh, uh, or the first side, the first uh, the first twenty one uh, at the weekend. I would be very surprised if we sell those willfully at this moment in time. So we're going to be adding to the pool that we have, and. It may result in us like like we did this in January. We bought a left back, and everybody scratched their head and went, "That's not a striker. That's not an attacking midfielder. That's not a winger." What what are we doing buying a left back? All of a sudden, Unai Emery changed his tactics slightly, brought in that left back, and we we're all singing his praises afterwards. Wait till you see his statistics, though. Wait till you see. Wait until you see, um, Alex Moreno's statistics. He was really effective in our team. Really effective in our team. But let's just, we, we will look at those in a moment. Um, and what I'm saying there is that there's different ways to win in the Premier League. There's different ways to tweak or implement tactics. It doesn't have to be that, like, we've all watched that coach's mastermind of Una Emery where he sat down and he explained what he wanted to do. We've all seen the articles about Una Emery. Yes, he's going to play that right back like one fight who's going to come in. I've done a podcast previously saying he's only ever really had that type of defender in one fight at Villarreal. Prior to that, he's had wingers, or he's had he's had uh, uh, fullbacks who could go forward and could come back, could come into midfield in that inverted midfield role. He had Danny Alves, for God's sake. He had Danny Alves, he had, uh, um, he had Koke, he had uh, Thomas Munier. He had, all these players are not one fight. He's had those before. He's able to adapt. He's able to adjust. Thank God he's able to do that because we've had lots of managers previously. We've had Paul Lamberts. We've had Tactics Feckin' Tim. We've had Roberto Di Matteos. These guys who got lucky and couldn't replicate it. Unai Emery will be able to will be able to sort this out. And if it is by signing Marcus Acuna or another left back or somebody that's out left field and has us all going, how the hell is this going to work? Think back to January. It transformed our season and it changed things around. Sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there. I went on a bit of a rant there because I'm seeing an awful lot of uh, of retrospective conversation about people going, oh, that back line was a lot of shite when we started. How can anybody say that when we had, when it was essentially a backline we would have put out last year? And people saying, oh, I was worried about that backline. How the hell could anybody have been worried about that backline? It was a backline that we put out all the time last year. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rant over. Anyway, Marcus Cunha. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about him. Um, yeah, as I said, like like he's. He's thirty. He's going to be thirty-two years of age. But what what I what I want from him is leadership. What I want from him is is, is a bit of steel, and he is. He's a completely different player than anyone we have. Completely different player. When you look, if you look, as I said, statistically, uh, if we look at look at him uh, in the in the World Cup last year, um, so he was he he was asked to defend because they had Angel Di Maria in front of him. So he needed to stay back. He needed to mind the house and he needed to defend. But he was very, very good in the overlap. Um, he excelled really. His, his defensive ability was was actually pretty pivotal to Daniel Scaloni um, in in the build-up to the to, to the final. He did change. I think that did go with Telefico in the final as well. But his, his build-up was absolutely brilliant. Um uh, tr- throughout the course of the of of the um the, the, the tournament. Um He's very disciplined from the point of view of his positioning. You know, whether he's played that small bit further forward, whether he plays in that flat in flat back four, whether they stagger the back four, he's actually quite good in, in disciplined positioning. Something I gave out massively about uh, uh, when looking at that game at the weekend. I thought our, our defensive positioning, our positioning in general, our back four actually kept a, kept a pretty decent line, but our, def- our midfield positioning I thought was very, very poor, and, and I still can't put my finger on it. But he does show some good positioning, and the reason I bring that up is if he does, if Unai Emery does in, does start playing with an inverted fullback, which he may very well do, you know, bringing him into midfield will offer that small bit more steel, as I said before. But also, he's really good at blocking lanes, and he just naturally it naturally comes to him as well. Um, he doesn't allow people to get past him. Like he block if somebody goes runs at him, he 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 stops them, and and nine times out of ten, he does it fairly as well. Um. In the in the World Cup, he made an average of six. Uh, he had uh, had an average of six defensive duels per game, and he won sixty six point three three uh sixty three point three three percent of all of those. So four out of every six duels he won, which is quite good. Let's be honest with ourselves; that is quite good as well. Um, he had an average of three point four interceptions per game as well. Um, so it just shows goes to show that he can read the game, uh, be able to make timely interceptions, and uh, you know. That's really something that, uh, that that international football is quite important. And, and once again, why am I talking about international football? For you, those of you who are who are late to the party, the reason I'm talking about this is we will have somebody coming in who won't have had a preseason under Unai Emery or with this team. They will be will have a watered down spreadsheet, I suppose, really of what what they need to do in the first six to eight to ten weeks, and um, 
you know, it will it will resemble international football from that point of view because obviously when people go to international football, they've got got limited time to 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 work with work together and, and and implement things. So I think it might be a good thing to look at specifically for a fullback. Um, while Acuna can defend, as I mentioned before, he also offers a, a significant attacking threat, and he did for Argentina as well. Brilliant ability to overlap. Brilliant ability, as I say, he goes end line to end line. Yeah, really, really good in the overlap. Provides crosses from absolutely everywhere in the field. All those three areas: the the Ahmed and Mohammed areas, I used to call it previously. Then you have the Jack Grealish area, which is at the edge of the box, and then you have the Luca D or the Alex Moreno area, which is right down the touchline. All those three areas he provides crosses from, um, and 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 good crosses at that. And they were a real key asset for for Argentina too, because getting the ball into the box, albeit that they had smaller strikers, they needed to do that to get their get get defenders turned um, if they couldn't go through through midfield. And that's why teams will aimlessly cross the ball. Not aimlessly, that's the wrong word. That's why teams with smaller strikers will still cross the ball in. It's to allow their midfield to get up. Aston Villa tried to do it for for uh, under Steven Gerrard, and it was just aimless because we could our midfield was terrified to 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 break forward at all, and they weren't allowed, so it was completely pointless. But with a team like Argentina and with a team like Una Emery's Aston Villa crossing the ball into the box and, and making the defender clear it and not be not be one hundred percent where the ball is going to go, and for it to drop to an attacking midfielder is very beneficial. Aston Villa try did that quite a lot last season. Albeit it was low crosses, we were able to benefit from that. That if defenders missed it, we had people breaking into the box. If defenders got there and got something deflected to the edge of the, edge of the box, we had people piling in there as well. So uh, th that's why I'm mentioning about crossing for this person as well. Um, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He attempted a total of 12 dribbles and completed seven of them in the World Cup as well. And um, he, made an, he made an average of 1.59 progressive runs per game. So he's not somebody who will just park himself in defense is what I'm trying to paint a picture of here. He will go forward. And once again, if it's somebody that like his natural ability is to defend, but he also has the punch on for going forward because he's played left wing. He's played left midfield as well. Um, but. He will dive into tackles. Like uh, I think somebody mentioned it there in the comments a moment ago. Was he sent off twice for Sevilla last year? Yeah, I, I don't know whether he was, but you know, players are going to get sent off in the modern game. Um, for me, it's like like there's there, there's there's a lot in it. You know, as I say, you can coach that out of players. Um, we just, I was watching United and uh, and Wolves tonight. Lissandra Martinez just went through somebody just for fun. That's the type of player that he is. Um. I don't think Acuna is that rash, 
but uh, as I say, maybe sometimes you do need a fella to put in a juicy challenge. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't concern me. It it doesn't concern me in, in, in the slightest. Um, give him enough protection, and he won't need to make um rash last ditch challenges. Um, will be my um will be my view on that. Um, arguably, Marcus Acuna could have been seen as one of Argentina's top three or four players in 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 the World Cup based on his statistics alone. And what like in the World Cup, I remember. I remember thinking to myself, this guy is really, really good, you know, and he's really good. He was un- unheralded. He was a workhorse. He was a workmanlike performance. And, 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 and it was, um, uh, it was, uh, it was something that I think Lionel Scloni was, uh, you, you know, proved to me that he wanted to have a functional team and a team that could go and win the World Cup. And the reason that they did win the World Cup is they had workhorses where they needed them. And he did, he resisted the temptation of just fitting in all the flair everywhere. He brought workhorses with him. And it worked, and they won the won the, won the uh, World Cup as well. Just wanted to talk a small bit about that. I did have some notes uh, uh, on him there. I know a lot of you guys. Um, uh, uh, I know a lot of you guys are are, are looking for a centre half stuff. We will do how to replace Tyrone Mings uh, podcast in a, in its own standalone right. But let's take a little look at some of this guy's uh, statistics here. It's a one slider. That's all I have. And I have uh, him pinned here against uh, the Alex Morenos and the um, and uh, Luca Dean, and um, I think it's stark, really, to be honest with you, to see the the work rate that this guy has in a, in a defensive uh, point of view. Also, more crosses than either of the two uh, the two incumbents there over the last three hundred and sixty five days. Once again, I will I will say this: no, like a lot of people go to me, oh my god, I didn't know that this person. Uh, didn't play as well last season. It's not about playing well or about playing badly. It's about what they were asked to do. And this guy was asked to tackle like a madman, recover the ball, and get forward and get that ball into the box. You can see there the la- the the at the six o'clock position here on the radio. That's shock creating actions uh, for anybody that's um, uh, that's wondering. So we can see here it just goes to show in both positions of play, whether it's going forward or going backwards, he was able to play in in in. Um, uh, for Sevilla and Sevilla went on to win a European Cup last season he had a very successful season himself so tackles per 90 up there are 2.28 far outweighs uh, the two incumbents that are there in Moreno and, and, and Dina um, interceptions are, are better than the two than Moreno and Dina ball recoveries is night and day difference he's just far out ahead of them um, I actually think I've got that wrong if you guys will excuse me that's a, I have it up there near the nine position. It should be back towards the sixth position, but still, he is better than the two the two guys that are there. Um, crosses per ninety once again is uh, cross the ball six point three zero times um, per uh, per ninety minutes, which puts him in the top seven percent of all fullbacks in Europe. Um, so, if we're looking for somebody to cross the ball and cross the ball accurately, he's the man. Um, and look, it's a very very rounded skill set. Albeit that I've got him, I've made a mistake here. Recoveries that should be down at the six position and not at the nine position. Um, rookie error there with that one, but um, it is. It's an interesting one. You know, it's an interesting one. If we are linked to him, we do sign him. You're going to be looking at something about nine, ten million. It's not going to break the bank. Um, he is, uh, I, I, w- I would imagine, like Sevilla skint for cash, but I don't think that they're going to be able to play a real hard ball over somebody who's going to be 32 in, in October. So it would be interesting to see if this one went anywhere. Um, I would imagine if this guy does come in, we would recoup anything that we have. On, um, I, I would imagine it would say it would be the end for Luca Dean. As opposed, like this, is, for anybody who's coming in late, this isn't somebody who's going to come in and replace Tyrone Mings. 
Um, that's not what this podcast is about. But I would say if this guy does come in, it could spell the end for for Luca Dean. Um, alternatively, it could be that we hold on to Luca Dean and we push Alex Moreno for further forward to replace uh to 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 um jockey with uh Jacob Ramsey in, in that position. But that to me doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So for me, if he was to come in, I would imagine Luca Dean would be gone. Uh, there's rumors that he was going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, or the, the French teams were in for him, I would imagine that would be what would happen in this instance here. Two players that are of similar age, um, but completely different profiles um, as well. So it'd be an interesting one. Like, do I know if it's going to happen? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, do I want it to happen? Um, I, I'm of the opinion that if, you know, if it is uh, Unai's thought process to come in and change the tactics that we have, um, as opposed to going out and doing the obvious thing and splashing money on the centre half, I see I see names like Laporte. I see names like uh, Harry Maguire in there. Maybe they're not players that are attainable. Maybe 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 we don't have the cash for Emmerich Laporte or Harry Maguire. Um, maybe we have to make do with the back four that we have or, or the, back, the four centre halves that we have at the moment. Maybe we bring in a free transfer. Maybe we bring in somebody like. Who's on a free transfer? Maybe bring in Johnny Evans. Maybe we bring him in for leadership. I'm not saying he's the start. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's the start. Maybe he comes in and fulfills that Ashley Young role. He's that fourth center half we have. If shit hits the fan, he comes in. He's that right sided or that left sided center half. After Pau Torres, then we've got Kanza, Carlos, uh, Callum Chambers. Might be the worst idea in the world. No, it's not the sexy signing everybody wants, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, what what Una Emery does uh, and and the brain trust does to try and replace Tyrone Mings. But this guy wouldn't be the obvious choice, and he wouldn't be a left sided centre half whatsoever. Um, too small, only five foot seven and a half, same height as myself. Um, so, uh, but it would be interesting nonetheless, and it would point to me that we might see a tactical change from that point of view um, from, Unai, from Unai Emery and uh, also it will point to me that Luka Dean might be out the gap towards uh, Saudi Arabia or somewhere else. Uh, going to come um, going to come to some of your chats or your comments in there, guys. Um, mm, 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 where are we here? Uh, so Rachel says, hopefully we can, we can reassess and start to build. Absolutely. I think there's... Con- like. Do do if any of you work for for a business for a, a company, every single company has a contingency plan. Every single football club will have contingency plans, and it's bloody difficult to get get your your first plans across the board, across the line. Never mind your contingency plans. And to be honest with you, I would imagine they have a contingency plan for if, if Tyrone Mings goes down, will they be able to to enact it and get in get in the replacement? I don't know. Maybe the, maybe they might have to go down to contingency plan C, D, E, or F. Um, if we had, and I went back and I, I spoke about like some managers, if we had a Paul Lambert or Tactics Tim or Roberto Di Matteo, right now I would be in tears at how we're going to replace this. We would be hoping that we would be able to, to, to bring somebody in at this late notice, get them integrated into the team and have them contribute within the, within the season. But Unai Emery, and, and, and it's not blind faith in Unai Emery, it's just like, I'm a showing me person, like, show me what you can do, and, and like, 
everybody to my, for my money everybody should be like that everybody should be driven by you know what have they done lately what are, what what can they do or what what is the evidence that they can do something and of all the managers that we can see in the Premier League at the moment you know Unai Emery is one of them that's shown it shown he can do things shown that he can have a winning mentality showing that he can he can uh, coach his way out of a corner and that's really really interesting it's really interesting as well um, Tim Hurley says he was very, very um, impressed with him in the World Cup. Some derogatory, not not from you, Tim, but there's other, some other derogatory language in there. That I'm not going to be putting up there. Um, uh, uh, Scott mentions here about Johnny Evans, and, and I don't think it's desperate times. You know, Johnny Evans played Premier League football last year. I'm talking about break, in case of emergency break glass. Johnny Evans, but I'm looking for more somebody like I'm quite confident that Pau Torres, Ezri Kanza, and Diego Carlos can can be will be fine this season. I just want a leader in the dressing room. I'm looking for somebody to be a leader. Uh, I I I said it if you didn't watch my post match. Um, one of the big things that I was uh, the big reason that I was disappointed about about uh, a Tyron Ming's injury was he's a great person, but he's a great leader. That's that's what I'm looking to replace. I think Johnny Evans replaces that to a degree. Obviously, he's not going to be the same type of leader, and he wouldn't wouldn't have the same aura that uh, the Thurman Mings would have, or the same relationships with people. But he's been there; he's done it at the highest level, and, and he's respected. You know, so it's it, it's an interesting one. Um, Marauder says, uh, as Villa fans, we always complain when the opposition have that aggressive shithousery player that winds us up. It would be great to have one of our own. I I don't even think this guy is. Um, I don't even think he's a shit house. I think, and I think we have that in another Argentinian in our team. Emmy Martinez can't even smile sideways, and and the, and the um and the the fans of the opposing team will boo him. But I think this guy will just go through you and ask questions afterwards. You know, um, think think more of Vinnie Jones, not not to that degree, but you know what I mean. He's just a hard nail. That's what you'd call him. That's what he'd be called in Ireland. He'd just be a hard nail. Um, but he can play ball. Don't get me wrong. Did Carlos and Acuna play together, asks Rachel. I don't know. And I didn't even think of that. So 2020, yes, they would have. So Acuna and Carlos would have played together uh, at Sevilla. They would have. Um, mm, 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 mm. Where else are we? Uh, uh, oh. uh, Philip... Morgatroyd says another left back is bonkers. Get Maguire in. No, no messing. How many people believe that? How many people agree with that? I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I just don't think I don't think there's any way we get involved in the bidding war for Maguire. And I don't think Maguire gets let gets uh sold uh, on the cheap, and I don't think Maguire gets let go on loan. That's just my view on it. Um mm -mm. And Lee Bruce uh, says we uh, we already got two 30-year-old left-backs. Yeah. We had a 38-year-old right-back who everybody wanted to keep on for a second season. Or for another season, should I say. 30-year-olds, 31, 32. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it's as big a deal. Um, if they can get the job done, they can get the job done. And this is coming from somebody who certainly can't get the job done. Be nice to have somebody younger, though. I agree with you. I agree. It would be nice to have somebody younger, but I do think that Dino would be shifted out um, if this guy comes in. Um, where else are we? 
Uh, yeah, a lot of people talking about Laporta once again. I, I'm not 100 sure that, that that we like. I can't see us spending 30, 40 million on another on another centre half. Harry Maguire is going to cost 30 million. Laporta is going to cost 30, 40 million. I just can't see us doing it, guys. I just cannot see us doing it. I, I would, would I like to sign Emmerich Laporte? Yeah, would. I think he's a fine player. Just can't see us signing it. Just can't. We've we've already spent like. Our two centre halves. Well, we will have a centre half on the bench. We will have one centre half on the bench that will cost will have cost thirty million or or above. Because I don't see Kanza being on the bench. And 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 I don't know if we're going to buy another forty million pound uh, centre half at this late in the window. I just don't think the funds are there for it. I think the funds are allocated in other areas, and that's okay too. That's okay too. Maybe we get somebody in on loan. Maybe we can pull some no pull a rabbit out of a hat. Maybe we'll buy a young player. Uh, that comes in. Um, I don't know, but I, I genuinely, at, at this moment in time, I wanted to give a thought and I wanted to do how do we replace Tyrone Mings. I was thinking of doing it. I won't do it tomorrow because I've got someone coming on tomorrow onto the podcast and we'll probably have Paddy then on Wednesday to do his what uh, his view of Newcastle. He might have, uh, I think he's been sitting in a bad device since uh, since Saturday to try and ca- cool and calm down. But um might get him on on Wednesday then to, to to chat about Newcastle for a while, and then on Thursday we will look forward then to to the Everton game with our preview show. But um, I'll see when uh, in somewhere in between that period of time I will do uh how do Villa uh, replace Tyrone Mings if they haven't replaced him already that is by that stage at that stage. Uh, 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 uh. yeah, uh, 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 uh. where else are we? Yeah, Rachel says Luke uh, Young was 37. Ashley Young turned 38 in July. So I know he was 37, but you're 37 until you turn 38. I love that that Twitter that Twitter um, meme thing, if you guys have ever seen it, about a guy trying to pretend somebody was 28 when he was tw- or 29 when he was actually 28. If you haven't seen it, um, go look at it because it's absolutely hilarious. I got a good laugh off it any, any, every time I see it. Anyway, I am going to leave it at that, guys. A uh, lot of negativity there, a lot of positivity as well from some people. That's absolutely fine. Um, uh, as I say, we're still on the grief curve after the weekend. Um, all you can do is talk about what we're linked with. Some of you will like it, some of you won't. If Una Emery works a, work, works a miracle, we'll all love it. Um, but that's Marcus Acuna. Um, pop, uh, as I say, I was going to say pop your comments in, in, in the box below, but you guys are already doing that. But I, I meant to say, if you do like what you see in the podcast, please give it a thumbs up. If you aren't subscribing to the podcast, please subscribe. And we'll be back probably every day this week with something because we've got something lined up um, each evening this week. And I'm only too delighted to, to chat to you guys. Thanks a million for your time. As always, really appreciate it. Um, and we'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.